grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. My name is Michelle Thole. And I'm Rachel Andrews. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have had such an amazing response from all of you listening to episode one, two and three of the podcast. So thank you so much for listening. And it's been a joy really to have everyone's comments and reviews on on iTunes. And yeah, it's been brilliant. Yeah, and I've really enjoyed connecting with different people over Instagram as well. Um, So that's been really nice. We've had some really um, good comments and feedback from different people. So yeah, please keep sending your comments on Instagram and again with the podcast as well. It's much appreciated. And that's how we build this royal community is by getting everyone involved. Yeah, we've got listeners in Mexico, America, Germany, Brazil, India, India, Australia. It's amazing. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. And thank you so much for listening. So let's start with some royal community comments from our socials. Yeah, so we've got um, Christy, who runs the Instagram account, The Prince and His Duchess. And she said, that was so lovely to listen to. I love the way you're talking about the royals. You do it in the most respectful way. And I really appreciate that. Your enthusiasm and fun is so contagious. Can't wait for the next episode. So thank you so much for that comment, Christy. That was really appreciated. Yeah, thank you so much, Christy. It's so lovely, isn't it? Um, We've got another amazing royal listener um, of Keeping Up With The Windsors, and it's Kate Patton. And she commented on our Instagram post that, my name's Kate, and I too am an adult that watches The Little Mermaid. And we're like, Yes! I mean. <laughs> yes, you go, girl. Who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't watch The Little Mermaid? Come on. Well, apparently Meghan Markle. <laughs> um, and also Kate sent me a message saying that she loved episode two, uh, which was the second part of the Oprah interview. And she said she found the subject of titles really interesting, as this is always something that she has found a little confusing. And to be honest... I found it confusing until you start looking at the patents. And when you read the letter patents, they're very to the point. But if you don't read them verbatim, it can be really confusing, especially people interpreting it on top of that. Yeah, I just want to say thank you, everyone, so much for commenting and liking all of our posts. Um, We're really enjoying it. So keep spreading the word, keep listening. We hope you're enjoying listening along um, with us. And as I said, this is what we talk about when we're just chatting. So (laughs) we hope that comes across that, you know, we're two friends that like talking about the Royals and obviously you do too, otherwise you wouldn't be listening. Yeah, so welcome. You are just as much part of this podcast as we are. And that's the reason why we'd love to hear your comments, your opinions and your views on the Royal Family. So feel free to head on over to Instagram at keeping up with the Windsor's pod, like follow. What do you do over on Instagram? You, you like people, follow people. Yeah. Follow, like, save. (laughs) (laughs) Let's spread, spread the Royal word. So actually we thought this was going to be a slow news week for the Royals, but 
it's actually not been um it's bumper <laughs> yeah we're gonna start with Kate and Williams shared a video of support for the time to change campaign to end mental health stigma then we had um usually and Jack send in thank you cards to well wishes for the birth of August so if you guys sent any of those cards in then you would have received your royal response by now and I want to just interject here because Rachel what did you do at Christmas time <laughs> So I, <laughs> I sent a letter, no, sorry, a Christmas card for the first time to Her Majesty the Queen. And I got a reply, obviously it wasn't from her herself, but it was from one of her ladies in waiting. And it's something that I'm going to keep ever because it was on the official Windsor Castle um, letterhead paper. It came in like this posh envelope that said Buckingham Palace on it. And I was like, right, this has got to be framed, surely. <laughs> and I think um, as... <laughs> members of the pod now we are probably going to do that from keeping up with the Windsor's pod to her majesty and to the royal family every year i reckon send them send him a christmas card or that type of thing from the pod what do you think yeah definitely i mean i didn't send next next this year sorry i'll send one to charles and camilla and will and cakes for some reason i didn't do that this year it was um it was a nice um nice surprise when i received that in the mail Somebody had posted their card from um, Eugenie and Jack and the you were completely right. It was on this a lovely envelope with the stamp and, and it had a picture of them, which is the picture they used on their Instagram. And behind it, they wrote, thank you so much for thinking of us and celebrating the birth of our beautiful boy, August. Words cannot express the joy and love we feel with our very best, Eugenie and Jack. And one thing I noted was the handwriting was absolutely amazing. I was oh, like, yeah. wish I could have my handwriting was like that proper fountain pen style. so carrying on with the royal roundup official chinaware was unveiled for her majesty's 95th birthday which i love a bit of china yeah love it which is on the 21st of april so that's something to look forward to and it was beautiful as well like did you see it rach yeah yeah i saw it it reminded me a bit of um do you remember when we went to windsor castle and we saw um princess beatrice's wedding china yes it was yeah very similar to that yeah it reminded me of that um, but yeah, I, I really, yeah, I thought that was really nice. And we uh, found out that George, Charlotte and Louis have started to learn to ride horses at the local pony club. And so obviously they are in good hands because they are got equestrian uh, heritage, haven't they, with um, Princess Anne and Zara being in the Olympics. And um, yeah, so who knows? Maybe we've got another Olympian on our hands in the royal family. Yeah, worst things to be. <laughs> I know, exactly. Um, My favourite piece of news for the Royal Roundup this week was Princess Beatrice narrated an animated version of the book Extraordinary People, which was written by Kate Griggs. And she's the founder of the global charity Made by Dyslexia. And I didn't know this as I'm finding out with this podcast the amount of ambassador and patronages the royal family hold but the princess is an ambassador for made by dyslexia charity and it's because she's got dyslexia herself I didn't realize princess Eugenie isn't she patron something to do with scoliosis because she on her wedding day she showed the dress that had the scoliosis scar and so she's a patron of that she's got a curvature of the spine so when she was a child she had surgery to correct that 
I listened. I sat there and actually listened to the book. Um, and it was brilliant. She did such an amazing job. And the story is so fun. It's brilliant. Um, another thing is, gosh, we've got some really, really, Oh God, it makes me laugh thinking about it. <laughs> We've got some really strong opinions about this new film coming out by the Spencers. And we had another picture of Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana. Uh, Rach, what are your thoughts? Oh, we, We've got a history. We've got a history with Kristen Stewart. I mean, we're not the biggest Kristen Stewart fans. Let's just put that out there. So when it was announced that she was playing Diana, but at first we both like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> What is what is going on? Like, please, God. I mean, come on. Like, we've all seen Twilight. Like, just, and that's no offense to Twilight because we went to the Twilight Like, come on. Like. This is why I'm saying we've got a love hate relationship with Kristen Stewart because um, we we are Twihards. <laughs> we do love twi- Twilight. Um, but when we found this out, it was I did a massive eye roll, and I was then I got really angry. But the one thing that I hated about this picture. Isn't Kristen Stewart? I hope actually, I really, really hope that she does Princess Diana justice. Let's hope it's not a Naomi Watts situation. That's for another day. (laughs) But why, if you have a look, what I want you to do is if you find the the picture online, and maybe we can put it in our stories. I don't know, uh, Rach, whether you've got the picture, but just zoom in on the ring because the ring looks nothing i mean obviously it's got the sapphire with the diamonds around it and you're like okay tick but have a look at the band the band that um catherine wears and princess diana wore was just welsh gold that's all it is they've put like this loads of dim- diamonds around. i'm like why the ring is so synonymous yeah. with their engagement and diana why change it so i hated the ring and um, yeah it looks it looks so cheap, doesn't it? So why don't you just get a replica? You know? Yeah, that's what I don't I mean you can the thing is you can find really good replicas online mm, as well. Yeah. So I don't understand like why it looked like a gobstopper ring. Like it just didn't <laughs> just doesn't look <laughs> it just doesn't it just doesn't look real. Like, it reminds on, me like... at the end of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with a gobstopper. <laughs> But it's so true. Let's also be real. Rachel and I will be watching the Spencer film. Um, and we will be uh trying to be as impartial we'll as try, possible. We'll try and take, yeah, we'll try and take the fact that it's Kristen Stewart playing Diana out of the equation yeah. because we've not seen like her talking or anything yet. So we could be actually really like, oh, okay, she's actually really good. But at the <laughs> moment, because we know it's her, <laughs> we just like, no. <laughs> The bit in Twilight that makes me <laughs> There's so many bits in Twilight um, that we just like, what? I mean, the, and let's not get into it because this on, is Rich, the whole conversation. No, because it will need like a, another hour just to discuss the whole the whole t- Twilight. I mean, soon keeping it? up with Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> the new podcast by Michelle and Rachel. Another thing to note is, oh my God, this, like, I'm not kidding. It feels like one domino uh, falling after another. Um, the police commissioner, Cressida Dick, uh, got herself in hot water. Did you, have, you, have you listened to this um, interview? Yeah. She was on Radio 4's Today show 
and said that uh, Kate's vigil appearance was her working rather than a private matter. And you know, and I know my my thoughts about Kate going to the vigil was very negative last week. So Cresta Dick is implying that Kate's actions weren't unlawful because she was working, but to imply that she was working also implies that it could possibly be a PR stunt um, because when when the backlash came that Kate was there, she didn't wear a mask, whatever, it was also stated that she was there on a private matter. So who, if she was there on a private matter, then actually she did go against COVID rules and regulations because she doesn't live a stone's throw away from Clapham Common where she can just walk there and put flowers down. So what is it? Is she working or was it a private matter? It's been a big, a big debate yeah. really hasn't it yeah, it has so moving on the archbishop of canterbury has insisted that he did not marry harry and Meghan days before the televised wedding ceremony as they stated in the oprah interview um you need to have two witnesses for it to be a legally binding contract and i'm guessing as a member of the clergy he wouldn't perform something that was illegal although they may deem it as a marriage between the two of them because vows were interchanged it wasn't lawful until they were in the church so in actual fact I think it was more of a a symbolic marriage that that Harry and Meghan were talking about in the interview because if that was the case well it's not lawful number one and number two it's against the law for the Archbishop of Canterbury to have married them without those two witnesses so I think it was important for the Archbishop to have insisted that the actual televised wedding was the actual televised wedding that was legalised so next up, we had World Theatre Today, where we had the Earl of Wessex speaking to one of his performing arts patronages, the Hall for Cornwall. Um, and he was speaking to people that have mm. been affected by the pandemic, especially those people in the theatre community. And hopefully going forward in the near future, they can start opening up theatres and we can go to live performances again. Um, and we also had a lovely um, picture of the Queen, Princess Margaret and the Duke of Edinburgh leaving a performance of Guys and Dolls at the London Coliseum in 1953. So that was really nice because they all looked so glamorous. And I actually really love when they show like the old photos, what I look to in terms of style. Like, I love the style of the 50s. Everyone was just dressed to the nines all the time. And we need to bring that back. Like I'm sick of like living <laughs> in my joggers now. <laughs> I haven't I haven't put on jeans for like nearly a year. <laughs> <laughs> Representing. <Yeah. laughs> Lockdown wear, loving it. Um, what I loved about this picture was even though it was in black and white, when you looked at the Queen's dress, you could see all the sparkles on it. Yeah. And I just, it always makes me, oh, wow. I wonder what that'll look like in bright Technicolor. I bet it looked yeah. fantastic. Well, I'm hoping like maybe for like her 95th birthday or probably not this year because of covid but maybe like in a few years time they'll do an exhibition at one of the palaces of her outfits because they have done it before but um I, do you remember when we went to the dior exhibition and we saw princess margaret's 21st birthday dress brilliant and it was stunning yeah. like it was absolutely beautiful it's the the attention to detail was just amazing wasn't it 
Absolutely. And I was actually surprised that we saw that dress at the exhibition. So when it came out, I was mm. like, wow, this is amazing. I, it kind of uh, took my breath away. Yeah. Um, another little note that I'd like to put, which isn't about the royal family, it's about the royal residences. In Britain, we've had daylight saving hours. So we've sprung extra hour forward. Any of the royal social medias, they always tell you about their clocks and about the fact they've got like 1,500 clocks. And can you imagine being that person that has to put the time forward on every one of those clocks? Do you always find people have like really posh job titles? They call somebody who changes the clock one hour forward the Royal Horological Conservator. Don't laugh at me trying to say it. Royal Horological Conservators, they'll be changing these royal clocks. And it's like, that's their job. Their job is to look after these beautiful, ancient, um, real historical clocks. Um, So I just thought I'd like to put that in because guess what? I love history. You love the fashion of the royals. I love their things. I love like their historical artifacts. And so this was something that I needed to speak about in the podcast today. Um, I've got, I'm not kidding. Rachel is laughing because my notes <laughs> on <laughs> the amount of clocks they've got in the royal residency. It's not even that. Do you know what I think of when you say clocks? Another Disney reference. I'm thinking of Cogs. I'm thinking of Cogsworth and Beauty and the Beast. That's what's made me laugh. When he's like a clock, and then at the end he goes back to being human, and I've got this picture in my head of all these clocks being human. They wake up in the middle of the night, like woohoo! Oh gosh! <laughs> but yeah, I oh. thought I'd stick a little bit of history in because I am so fascinated with history. I'm so fascinated by artifacts of history, um, and so whilst uh, Rachel's going to bring in the lovely fashion elements of the royal family, I'm going to bring in the lovely elements of the historical artifacts they hold. Um, and uh yeah so that's i i I was going to tell you about the 1893 clock that's in the current reception room at the windsor castle but guess what that's for another podcast let's move on the three main pieces of news for the royals this week and we're going to start off with what are you going to start off with rage so one of the things we wanted to talk about this week was the hold still book being released now we've got a um reveal on instagram to show the physical copy um which was kate unveiling the book and you could tell that by her engagement ring um and this book is 100 portraits that shares experiences of the first uk lockdown something obviously none of us will ever forget um, and the funds raised from this will be split between the mental health charity Mind and the National Portrait Gallery. And it's available on the 7th of May, but you can pre-order it now. I'm really excited about the Hold Still portrait book. I think it's going to be brilliant. I mean, I mean that in the nicest way, because obviously the portraits aren't going to be, you know, sunshines and rainbows. Are Well, there may be rainbows in there, but, you, you know, it's not going to be a happy topic. But I think it's so important to have... A pe- that's what art is art is an expression of your emotions at that given time and I think a, a picture says a thousand words doesn't it yeah and we know obviously that Kate's a um, keen photographer herself um, and I think in you know this book is going to be really important because in 10 years time 2030 
you know this is something that everyone will remember for the rest of their lives like there's certain points in history like since I've been alive that I can remember vividly and this is just going to be one of those times when I'm older you're going to look back and you're not going to believe that it happened but obviously this book will represent the many different people and their experiences and that's what it's about isn't it yeah and I love the fact that they're sharing it between mind and the National Portrait Gallery I think Kate stepped back and she thought how can I use my influence and my passion to help others and to really make a difference. And what I've loved about the whole campaign of Hold Still is Mm. it's been community-led. It's been other people's experiences. And it just so happens that she loves photography. She was able to work with other organizations to put this all together. And I remember when they unveiled the 100 and they were on these big, massive billboards. Yeah, yeah. And Kate and William went outside to have a look at one of the billboards. And it was... We were just coming out of one of the lockdowns at that point, And we thought there was a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel before we went to another one. And it was just, oh, that is set, it felt very retrospective. Like we were looking at it and going, that's behind us. Little did we know we were still in the midst of it. We were right in the middle. So now I feel with the book coming out, this is a way of us seeing all of the hundreds in our hands, not on billboards, but also knowing that fingers crossed yeah. we're actually coming to the end of that tunnel so it's, it's been quite a journey and I think hold still throughout the evolution of the whole project has been these little pockets of hope I mean that's how I feel about it anyway but I love the fact that people use art to express themselves in good times and in bad times yeah agree they she also um, had a statement with a lovely picture of her on her Instagram as well. Yeah, she was wearing a red um, red jumper, wasn't she? Yeah. She just looked like she was on a camera and she just, it was just one of those candid moments where she just looked really happy, didn't she? Mm. Um, so, that, so that was uh, lovely to see as well. Yeah, and again, I think that picture did embody hope. She embodied everything that we're starting to feel within ourselves about coming out of the pandemic. But again, I I get very kind of symbolic with this type of stuff and sentimental, but do you feel that way or do you feel a different way about it? Would you feel like it's just a photo? Yeah, I mean, to me it was it was just to me it was just a photo. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but I think like this is probably like has been a passion project for her, hasn't it? And I think that's what came across in the photo. Um, she is a keen photographer and she studied art history at um, university didn't she yeah so I think whenever it comes to the arts any type of art she is always um, she always takes a keen interest and she's always involved somehow because it's it's what she enjoys herself and that comes across Um, so moving on we've got Camilla, um, the Duchess of Cornwall, was at Victoria Station in London. She was there to discuss the Rail to Refuge scheme, which was created by the Rail Delivery Group and Women's Aid. She's been really, really busy this week. Yeah, she had like three engagements in one day, didn't she? And she's just come back from Greece from last week. Honestly, she's been working like a trooper. So, yeah, this um, it was lovely to see her. Um, obviously, it was a solo engagement um, for her, but um, it was lo- it lovely to see her. And I think sometimes Camilla gets overlooked for the work that she actually does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah. this particular charity, it helps people um, escape domestic abuse quickly and free of charge. So this gives them free travel to flee abuse when they may have had to leave all their possessions behind. 
Um, so on average, four people a day have used this life-saving scheme. So on the same day, she visited um, Christ Church in Lewes, which has been transformed into a food bank scheme. And it has seen an increase of 15 to 25 cents since the pandemic started. I mean, that's crazy, wow. isn't it? That is absolutely crazy. But again, it's such a vital, it's such a vital charity, isn't it? Absolutely. We know during the pandemic, you know, so many people that maybe were struggling before the pandemic hit, but especially now it's how to feed your family isn't it mm. it's one of those things we kind of take for granted sometimes what amazing charities absolutely amazing and it, yeah they did say that um they've they've been able to give weekly de- deliveries to 40 vulnerable households a week it's so sad it really is yeah and then to top it off Camilla went to Kansan Pharmacy to thank workers in the pharmacy for all their hard work during the pandemic. Come on, we, I mean, I know they're part of the health system, but wow, what troopers during the pandemic, the pharmacy yeah. uh, staff, honestly, hats off to them. It was like a warehouse, wasn't it? Yeah, it was massive, wasn't it? Absolutely huge. And it supplies 1 million items per month to 77 pharmacies. 1 million items. And what they were doing while she was there was showing her around the factory. And they've got these things called weasel robots. They run on a track and take the stock and move them from place to place. And you know what? It just reminded me <laughs> of... Although it's on a track, it reminded me of like the Ratatouille ride in Disneyland. And I'm like so missing my theme parks right now. Still, all these engagements are social distanced. Yeah. And I, I'm. we haven't been told whether Camilla and Charles have had their COVID vaccination, have we? I presume they would have had at least their first because they're over 70, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So I presume they would have had their first. What did you think about her um, her mask? Because there was, I saw some things on social media, people were a bit unsure of, it was like a dragonfly mask, wasn't it? Can I just say, it was the first thing I noticed and I absolutely loved it. I actually Googled it to see if I could get one. <laughs> I thought, it honestly, I thought it was beautiful. I loved it. It had two dragonflies and lots of different colours. And I think it went with her outfit very well. And do you know why I loved it? Because it brought a bit of personality. It's not like just a plain colour. It was fun and inviting. And yeah, it made me just want to go out and get one. I I haven't found it, by the way. If you know where to get one, Rach, I'm buying one. <laughs> Listeners, if you know where to get one, message us. Michelle <laughs> <laughs> needs a dragonfly mask in her life. <laughs> and a theme park yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so Camilla's been really super busy. And... I have been loving every single charity or engagement that she's gone to. I've loved, yeah. absolutely loved it. We're moving on. We're moving on to the queen herself. She's done her first royal engagement of 2021 in person. Can you believe oh, this, Rach? I was so was, excited. I was honestly, when I saw her, I was like, oh, it's the queen. <laughs> she's in person. Yay. Because obviously we've been seeing her over Zoom, haven't we, for the past year? So it was it was it was so nice to see her in person. She was in Runnymede, Surrey to mark the centenary of the Royal Australian Air Force. Um, which it was just so nice to see her in person. Um, and this memorial commemorates more than 20,000 Commonwealth airmen and women who have died during operations. So whether that 
be here or abroad. Um, and more than 1,300 of those commemorated at Runnymede served with the Australian Air Force. A wreath was laid on her behalf and um, it read, In memory of the glorious dead, Elizabeth R. It was really touching. And what I absolutely loved about the Queen, um, she actually opened the memorial in 1953. So that was a real, there was two pictures of her, one in 1953 and one today. uh, Well, one when she opened it. It's just really sad, isn't it? Whenever they do memorial stuff, you just, you get pushed back into knowing the sacrifice people have made for our freedom. And um, I don't know, it just really makes me choke up. Yeah. Um, and she was wearing a lime green ensemble with a wide brimmed hat with yellow flowers and the gorgeous Australian wattle brooch, which is the national flower of Australia, and with a pearl necklace and earring set. Um, yeah, and she just she just looked lovely, didn't she? She did. I, th- I think she embodied what spring felt like to me. Like, ta-da! yes, you know, she was just there yeah. and. Honestly, that brooch was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. She just gets it so spot on. I think we have Angela Kelly to thank for that, don't we? The um, Queen's dress advisor. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think that brooch was second, my second favourite, to the Canadian maple leaf. That um, Mm. And I'm not sure whether, and you'll probably know this, Rach, did the Queen lend that brooch to Kate or was it Kate's? I presume that it would have been the Queen's and then she lent it. I'm not 100% sure. I thought that brooch was beautiful. And you know what? I am a massive fan of brooches and pins and stuff. I just love it. I think it really brings a, an out- outfit together. Um, it, it was a really lovely, uh, number one, to see the Queen. Number two, because of the the reason why she was there. It wasn't a very far journey from Windsor Castle. So if, you know, we've got Prince Philip who's resting at home as well. And what I also liked was Prince William made a speech because he was part of the RAF um, and it's close to his heart. And he just said about... Um, serving as a helicopter pilot and about the Royal um, Australian Air Force and bringing it to the present day and about people who are serving in the Air Force at the moment. To top it all off, then there was a fly past by the Red Arrows and that marked the occasion. I think it was so important for this to be the first in-person engagement for the Queen this year. So that's the Royal News this week. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. As always, you can follow us at Keeping Up With The Windsors pod on over on Instagram. Please leave comments um, and we would love to read out comments and what you thought about this episode. Yeah, there's been so much going on. Absolutely loads of things to talk about. Lots of controversial things, especially with Kate, whether she was uh, you know, lawful or not lawful to go for the, to the visual. We've got the Archbishop of Canterbury saying about the, you know, the, the wedding vows. And then also on top of that, you've got all of this amazing work that's happening. I love the fact that we saw Edward this week. Yeah, I feel like he's doing a lot more, especially since the whole Harry and Meghan situation. Um, I mean, Sophie, the Countess of Wessex, she's she's always been, you know, doing engagements, but we don't really see a lot of Edward. Um, so I feel like he is actually stepping up more now that, you know, there's more patronages to fill since Harry and Meghan have left. Yeah, yeah, 
completely. And I guess it's 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 nice to see him because we can't see uh, Andrew at the moment, can we? He's in, <laughs> he's hiding away. Nice. Like the beast from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> we talked about the beast quite a, Beauty and the Beast quite a lot, but Cogs was it? Cogsworth. Cogsworth, yeah. Cogsworth. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. Remember to spread the word, spread the royal news. We would love to build this royal community of people who love the Windsors. And guess what? We sure are, and I've said this in a few of the episodes, but we sure are keeping up with them. I can't keep up with them. Like every single time I look, there's something new, there's something that's going on. It's busy to be a royal. Very busy. Very busy. And with that, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week on Keeping Keeping Up up With The the Windsors. Windsors.